is good divine pill family so um it is just a little bit before midnight but i have a feeling i'm gonna fall asleep and um i like to do these in time for you to leverage the information for your monday work week um so let's get into it. I'm reading from How Rich People Think. Y'all already know one of my favorite authors, Steve Seabold, and love the subtitle, Turn Your Ambition Into Action. So now we are on <clears throat> chapter 20. And it says, middle class believes money changes people. World class believes money reveals people. Mm. You know, and as we get ready to hop in here, I have my pencil ready just in case, you know, there's something I want to underline. But um, I can definitely identify with that transition between growing up, um, Sharing the middle class belief, money, that money changes people. You know, growing up, it was always, oh, that person has changed. That person is no longer the same. Now they think they're not one of us. And all of the the thoughts that go behind it and now coming to the understanding and better, um, like higher level of consciousness and understanding that at the end of the day, that's who they always really were. And it really reveals their character. But I will say this and then we'll jump into it. I also think that, you know, it kind of ties into some people will say, you know, um, kind of like evil people have money or, um, but it's one of the, and so people shy away from wanting to be rich because they associate it with evil. But it's like, if you had to choose between, um, an evil person having money and you having money and you're kind hearted and you have goodwill and you, you want to make a difference in your community and break generational curses. Isn't it so much better for you to be the rich person, you know, irrespective of what other people are, are going through. All right. So let's get into it. It says contrary to popular belief, Money is not the catalyst of corruption. Love it. Typical Steve Seabold style. Contrary to popular belief, money is not the catalyst of corruption. Money is a force for good. The average person has a set of beliefs and philosophies that say success and money turn people into greedy, corrupt, uncaring oppressors. It's another... In a long list of limiting beliefs, mm, there's that phrase, limiting beliefs, that keeps people from getting rich. It also used, It is also used and is excused by and for those people who claim moral and ethical superiority, but who struggle along on a paycheck-to-paycheck existence. Champions know that any kind of power, freedom, or liberation reveals the true person. If you were a crook or a cheater before you were rich, you'll be worse when you're wealthy. 
If you were an honest, hardworking, humble person before, you'll be even better with expanded resources. Getting rich is one of the catalysts that liberates and reveals a person's true self. The masses love to blame money for as many things as possible. Ooh-wee! Y'all, I had to read that again. The masses love to blame money, sorry. The masses love to blame money for as many things as possible because it psychologically absolves them from the responsibility of of acquiring it. After all, We want to be good people, right? (sighs) The saddest part of this trap is that most who fall into it can't see how ridiculous it is and how it virtually guarantees they will struggle and suffer for money their entire lives. Meanwhile, the rich continue getting richer, being who they always were. Very short, very sweet, very to the point. Um, I'm going to go through the rich resources, critical thinking, action step, and then set you free. And uh, um, I'm going to come back in and just kind of give my reflections and thoughts on on what we read here. But let's get into it. So the rich resource that he's recommending that you read um, as a supplementary um, reading is the book... The, <laughs> Y'all, the title of the book is Mind Over Money, Overcoming the Money Disorders That Threaten Our Financial Health. So, oh, you guys, this is crazy. I'm going to, I'm going to call it, but, um, I just finished doing a, a food oracle and what came up was the black sesame and, and the, um, inspiration was mindfulness. And so you cannot make this stuff up. Here is the book titled Mind Over Money, Overcoming the Mind Disorders that Threaten Our Financial Health. Now, the reason this is kind of even striking me fascinating, and I am going to go ahead and mention it, um, is that um, we know that our mind controls things and our thoughts control things, you know, thoughts become things. And so this is just kind of coming full circle, you know, how rich people think and paying attention to your mind and being mindful about your thoughts about money and being mindful about your your um, income. And there can be money disorders or um, unhealthy thinking patterns that are affecting our financial health. This is so... Whew, you guys. Um, and so the authors for this for this book are Brad Klontz and Ted Klontz. Sounds like it could be brothers or, yeah. So the critical thinking question here is, do you believe getting rich will bring out the best or worse in you? Ooh, I've always, well, no, I'm not going to say always, but I would say within the last five years, I have believed that it, it will bring out the best in me. Not before that. I think anytime up before the last five years, I kind of was still learning and still am, you know, whatever you start to learn, you unlearn old habits. But um, <clears throat> growing up <laughs> the way that I did, it was just felt like 
if I become rich, maybe I'm going to turn into a monster. Maybe I will be a bad person. Maybe I might lose my soul type of a thing. But um, within the last five years, and especially with more of the reading and understanding that I've been taking on, I've come to understand that no one's going to help my family better, you know, like, let's just say, um, for, for the intents and purposes of this conversation, I can do more if I'm wealthy than the government can do for my, my family if I'm wealthy, right? Um, I can, um, there was something that came to my mind and then it kind of slipped away. But for example, like even with, with having riches and um, dabbling with the idea of having my own businesses. Now I can employ my family members or the, you know, like the younger ones. And, and by being in that position, they're not dependent on, you know, with their hand out to someone else or to other people to depend on, on their financial stability. So what better person to be rich than me so that I can take care of my family and my community. And it's even things like looking for ways to promote academia and and scholarship and putting money where I can see that there's room for growth and advancement and who better to do it than for me. And this is complementary to what we learned last week, which was you get to the point where you understand that no one's going to come and help you or save you. It's always a nice thing if and when someone does, but the sooner that you realize that, hey, um, let me show up for myself, let me do what it takes to promote and advance myself and get myself situated, the, the more you know, you'll be able to take care of yourself, but then also those around you. Um, but yeah, do you believe being rich will help you bring out the best and best or worse than you. And I really want you to think about that because whatever your initial thought was that came to mind, just go ahead and cultivate it and pay attention to if you need to nurture a healthier mindset behind what will happen with you and the character that will be revealed when you become wealthier and richer. Because if you're subconscious, right, we've talked a little bit about this, um, the importance of dominating beliefs. So you can believe that you will be a better person or that what will be revealed is how good of a person you are, the wealthier you become. But if your dominating belief is that at the end of the day, the root of money, you know, at the root of evil is money and that it will expose your flaws and greed and that type of thing. If that supersedes the belief that somewhere in there within you is a good person, then you need to start paying attention to those things now because that is kind of like um, when you think about a garden, you have to take out the weeds and um, pay attention to like the pH balance or toxicity of the soil to make sure that what grows is the good character, the the great, the positive beliefs that are associated with that. Hope that makes sense. I'm getting a little bit long-winded. I'm going to try to hop off here now, but um, it, the next one is action step. It says, write down 
the 10 things you like best about yourself and promise yourself you won't ever allow being rich to weaken your character. Write down the 10 things you like best about yourself and promise yourself you won't ever allow being rich to weaken your character. I love that. I love that. Right? Um, You kind of heard me run some of those off for myself, but this would be a good practice for me to do when I get off of this podcast and just kind of reflect a little bit more on what that really means. What are the 10 things that I like and appreciate about myself now? Um, and, and um, yeah, I love that it's not necessarily limited to finances too, but it can come to, you know, if you're a compassionate person, a caring person, a nurturing person, a person with a great sense of humor, um, you will still continue to be those things, I would encourage you to kind of think about it, what it means in terms of how you manage your finances now, in terms of being like fiscally responsible and, um, and, um, I, you guys know I have a little bit of a, um, pet peeve with the word charitable, but I've kind of explained it, but for whatever it's worth, you know, I like the word goodwill, probably two sides of the same apple, but, um, uh, that you are kind, that you are resourceful, um, that you are, have an ability to multiply your money, that you have a good, um, uh, you practice your intuition in making wise business decisions, um, that you use it for the youth to promote and advance the youth, to take care of your elderly, um, just there's a lot to think about so just go ahead and think about that so with that being said I'm just gonna kind of um hit on one thing here that I underlined and then I'm gonna just hop off because I, I it's time for me to kind of hop off here but one of the things I underlined was the limiting belief for those of you who are part of my my tribe you have been hearing that term whenever you're going through something and thinking things through um, ask yourself, are the thoughts that I'm having, are those limiting beliefs? Can I expand beyond that? I know that, um, earlier today I was reading from, uh, I did a reading on, um, self-care and it was talking about chaos and how, you know, even as I was talking through it, I was associating from 3D and 4D, which was the idea that chaos is bad and eliminate it at all costs and take time to throw out the energy surrounding chaos. And then coming to the 5D understanding that um, the idea that chaos is a limiting belief is um, that you can use the energy surrounding chaos. And sometimes because in many ways we are um, breaking generational curses and rebelling against structures and systems, societal principles that no longer serve us. Of course, we want chaos. Of course, we want to disrupt things. Of course, we want to create some type of disorder or move things out of the way that they used to perform, right? Um, So, yeah. Um, with that being said, you know, we kind of hinted at it a little bit, but I'll wrap up with this. 
are are your ideas about the person that you will become are your thoughts about the person that you will become you know you're obviously listening to this because something about it resonates with you in terms of you wanting to become rich richer um i like the idea and you probably kind of catch me mincing my words a little bit but even with your mantras, you start to understand that I am rich in my current state and being, right? Um, versus something that's always just out of reach tomorrow when I, w- if I, you know, become rich or when I become rich is some far out distant thing. Part of the spirit of gratitude is understanding that you are rich now. And that's why I said things like um, when you become wealthier, right? So, and a lot of us are wealthy and we'll become wealthier. And the more gratitude we have, the more we will accumulate, right? So when you become, the thoughts that you have about when you become richer and wealthier, if you have fear surrounding the type of person you will become, your subconscious will resist it. If you have uncertainty or doubt about the type of person that you will become um, when you become rich, guess what? You can be in control of that. And I think that that's a nice thing that he did here for the action step because it puts you back in the driver's seat. Um, A lot of the ideas surrounding becoming rich have to do with clarity and making a decision. It's as simple as that in many times. You read it in book after book after book. Make the decision to become a even better person or, or or continue to be a person of upstanding character regardless of how much more wealth you acquire and so when you take the time to write down those 10 things and you decide that you're going to do that be that today and tomorrow and the day after and the day after that at a million at 10 million at 50 million dollars now you're you're putting yourself in a position of power and clarity and um, and you've made that decision. I love it because this is not something where you're just left to the whims, you know, left to the blowing of the wind and the, the tug and pull of the currents of life. No, you decide this is what makes me an upstanding being. I have decided I'm going to continue to be a person of character and a person of values and integrity and responsibility and accountability now. And that's who I will continue to be when I acquire more wealth and I acquire more riches. So I hope that that really helped. You know, I've noticed that um, even as I'm doing these, the messages that are coming through, I'm able to articulate it in ways that are practical to you. Um, I think that for this tribe, we're past just saying things like, do the inner work, or just think a certain way, or do a certain thing. We're kind of going below the surface, and we're really examining how do I apply this to my everyday practice? How do I make this real? How do I make this practical? And so you've heard this phrase before. 
you know, and you've heard the concept of what it means, you know, when people express their fears or concerns or society and middle class says, oh, if you become rich, you're going to be miserable, you're going to be greedy, you're going to be stingy. And it's part of our social conditioning. But what I love about where Stephen Siebel took us for for today was he put us back in the driver's seat. He gave us the opportunity to make a decision, okay? And, and it, um, I could say, if, if, if I wanted to do it in sequential order, he put us in a position to have clarity of, um, for us to, to be clear about the type of person, the type of rich person that we want to be. So now we have cleared up the muddied waters, right? Now we have clarity, He has put us in a position where now we can make the decision that that's the type of person we are and will continue to be. And then now that puts you in a position of power. And now you're not just being pulled and swayed and having that doubt or that fear or uncertainty in the back of your mind. Now you can think back every time this conversation comes up, you can say in March of 2022, I decided that regardless of how much income I make, I will have continued to have these 10 character traits that um, that are upstanding, make me an upstanding citizen, that make me a person of great character, right? And puts you in a position of knowing and purpose and and all those other good things, right? So until the next podcast, I hope this was a blessing for you. I hope that this is something you can take with you for the rest of of your week as you go uh, moving forward. For those of you who are part of my tribe, you have quite a bit of homework. I gave you homework on, um, on the food oracle. I believe I also gave you homework on the, um, the self-care oracle, and then here you have homework from Stephen Siebold writing the 10 characters about about your, um, what makes you a good person. I'll read it one more time, and then I'm just going to sign off here. So it says, write down 10 things you like best about yourself and promise yourself, make that decision that you won't ever allow being rich to weaken your character. Let's see what we have for next week. Next week, we're going to be looking at middle class believes in working for money. (laughs) World class believes in working for fulfillment. The quote here says, oh, by Bob Proctor. Let's see what it says. It says, Money will make you more of what you owe. This is so nice because even though it's at the beginning of next chapter, it's in it's in tying with what we read. It says money will make you more of what you already are. If you're not a nice person, money's going to make you a despicable individual. If you're a good person, money's going to make you a better person. And that's by Bob Proctor. Um, I'm already enjoying, I've been listening to his lecture, um, You Were Born Rich. Uh, It's on YouTube and it's like 10 hours. I've only gotten through the first hour, but it was so much. Probably this week, I can, now that the weather is cold, I can, um, the weather's supposed to be cold this week, so I'll probably be indoors more. But, um, 
just listen to more of the lecture and, and have more time to absorb the content. But let me get off of here. Um, hope, Like I said, that this is going to give you something for you to think about for the rest of this week. And um, not just for the rest of this week, but moving forward, deal with the, you know, are there limiting beliefs? Um, having clarity about who you are, making the decision to stand in that, and that puts you in a position of power. And that is something that you will carry with you really for the rest of your life because it's going to be funny, you know, this conversation comes up all the time on social media, in social circles, and with family, with friends. And now you can think back to those traits that you're going to write down somewhere and the thought process that went into it and the decision the day that you decided you are not going to be, you know, pulled or wooed or manipulated or swayed into anything other than what you decided to be today, right? So until the next podcast, peace.